Goat Podcast for trade promotion and revenue growth management. Hello, folks. I hope your day is going great. I'm Rob Hand, and this is the Trade Scope Podcast on just about everything covering trade channel promotion and revenue growth management. I am so glad and blessed to have you along with me today. Thank you so much for your time. You know, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about revenue growth management, which is about managing the execution factors and conditions that lead to increased sustained revenue growth. The favored and seemingly overused word these days about that was optimization, and we talked about that heavily. Now, we may think that that's a modern concept, but we'd be wrong. Three earlier books were written about the optimization of, I would say, modern trade promotion, beginning in 1960 with a guy by the name of Ed Crimmins, who wrote a book entitled Co-op Advertising, published by the Association of National Advertisers. In this treatment, Mr. Crimmins proposed that co-op advertising, which is the genesis of what we now call trade promotion, should be more of an offensive weapon to secure increased store traffic. At that time in history, co-op advertising was nothing more than a minor incentive for the retailer to buy the product and promote it locally. My late friend and colleague Bob Houck expanded on the topic of strategic trade promotion with his conceptual view of my late friend and colleague Bob Houck expanded on the topic of strategic trade promotion with his conceptual view of profit on investment or POI. His play off the acronym for return on investment or ROI, right? In his 1996 book, also entitled Co-op Advertising and also published by the Association of National Advertisers, Hauk spelled out the list of data points leading consumer products manufacturers would need to include in the overall analysis of promotion performance and how to crank that back into the actual planning of trade promotions. He had it right. Using a sophisticated combination of historical and current consumer response and point-of-sale data, he created a simple formula that could derive a predictable outcome for a promotion. He even suggested at the time artificial intelligence-based technology could one day be the answer. He followed up 10 years later with an updated version on the book with more current case studies and information, but still touting his POI, Profit on Investment, concept. He's one of the pioneers, and we have certainly missed him. Within the context of revenue growth management, optimization applies to pricing, promotions, product assortment, packaging, and retail execution. But today, let's focus on promotion optimization. I've been heads down on this topic for the past 15 years, so I've witnessed evolution of technology and the development of some rather sophisticated trade promotion optimization tools. Clearly, promotion optimization is now mainstream within the consumer products industry, especially key sectors like fast-moving consumer goods. But it applies across the board to any sector where the primary channels of distribution are retail, wholesale, or even value-added resellers. But being mainstream can have its disadvantages. For example, I have seen far too many companies roll out trade promotion optimization solutions or TPOs where instead of artificial intelligence, I would call them artificial optimization. Too harsh? Yeah, maybe. But when you spend the intellectual and technical capital to create sophisticated algorithms that are designed to perform critical what-if analyses that drive predicted outcomes... You better do a solid job of making sure that you have everything you need to ensure those algorithms are effective. So what do I mean? Okay, think of this. Your technical talent is expensive. Data science is expanding rapidly. But even the experts will tell you that we are still in the early potential end game of configuring precise, trustworthy, and more importantly, confident results. The retail buyers, for example, have a lot riding on the line. 
They're far from a lapdog acceptance of so-called optimized promotion plan presented to them by key account managers and sales reps. Everybody, it seems these days, has a TPO. So do the retailers. And for the most part, they are a lot smarter about what the consumer is doing in their stores than the key account managers or reps are. So there comes with the territories a natural tendency to doubt first. I fear that, like so many innovations, we've potentially blurred the value of promotion optimization with TPOs that simply miss the target of a true, believable, prescribed promotion plan. Now, I underline that word, prescribed. Every vendor has a TPO, it seems, and every vendor has a killer demo with lots of bells and whistles and beautiful graphs, but like I said, mainstream. But accurate, believable, and provable results? Not so much. We're not there yet. And how do I know? Because as I speak with retail organizations, category buyers, merchandiser managers, and marketing executives, none of them believes there is a panacea in the form of a TPO they've seen, including, for the most part, their own internal tools. Heck, I hear the same thing from key account managers and sales reps who don't even trust the results they get when they run their own engines. So why is that? Well, let's start with the definition of optimize. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines optimize as to make as perfect, effective, or functional as possible. In the context of trade promotion, what does that mean? Okay, it means that the results produced from running the optimization engine are within acceptable margins of error in predicting the outcome of a promotion. What I mean by that is an outcome that can guarantee achievement of something better than 90% of the time. Realistic? Some say no. I say we had better be targeting this type of performance. Doable? Yeah. Being done? Nope. Because there are two big, huge factors that TPO designers and developers are lagging on. One is data, and the other one is scenario modeling. Now, we've talked about data before. Check out my podcast number two, Data, 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 The Secret Sauce of Success. I have yet to see a promotion optimization solution that accommodates all of the data that is required to achieve this type of margin of error. In all fairness, I have not seen all of them, but within the industry colleagues I know and trust on these matters, That is a universal belief. The good news, though, is that we're getting there. Most TPOs incorporate data from likely sources. Trade promotion historical details, syndicated point-of-sale data, demand signals, baselines, and a small collection of direct point-of-sale data from the largest retail customers. Few, if any, TPOs seriously incorporate consumer demand data, real consumer intelligence, that is. I have not seen a TPO that integrates marketing campaign, media spending, or A-B testing data into the mix. I highly doubt the social media and local weather data is being used in any in-depth manner as well. In fact, even the trade promotion historical data most TPM systems have is often at an insufficient level of detail to actually detect and discern the specific impact of a promotional tactic. If, for instance, one of the more common tactics of a temporary price reduction or TPR is broken down into specific subtypes or subclassifications, the TPO won't know the difference between a 10 cent per can discount and a buy one, get one free. But the consumers will, and they're going to go for the free stuff, which won't be a factor if the TPR is not subclassified. A TPR promotion last year that was a buy one, get one free was a huge success. This year, It's a 10 cent off can, it's still called a TPR, and it's a failure. What's the difference? The TPO engine can't figure that one out and won't be able to without the proper data. See what I mean? Now, as I said, the good news is that we're getting there. 
most of the TPM systems that have been in the market for years have some faults around data ingestion. But the good news is that the more recent solutions do have the ability to create more detailed data capture. And of course, there is the elusive data, which never seems to be available to CPG manufacturers like retail intelligence about the shopper's habits, purchase loyalty preferences, credit card and personal data, store traffic patterns, and so on. But again, that data is slowly finding its way into the mix, especially when CPG suppliers and retailers begin to seriously collaborate on trade promotion planning and analytics. That's coming, and I think that's great news. Of course, there is demographic data that would begin to form better analysis of store cluster performance, as well as one of the most overlooked areas of intelligence, customer service. Data captured from call centers or field service is a goldmine of information about how the consumer uses and feels about the products and the product's performance at consumption. All of this data and much more we have not talked about has a place in eventual decisions that the consumers make before, during, and after purchase, and ultimately should be a part of the optimization process and final prescription of a promotion plan. Remember, I said two huge factors, right? In the promotion optimization design phases for the data scientists, the one thing we dig really deep into is the scenario. Critical to a successful promotion optimization solution is the ability to identify and model the so-called what-if components of the multiple scenarios. I've spent the better part of three long days in a conference room whiteboarding the various root and substrata scenarios for the developers and data scientists. In essence, it's really one of the more effective educational and training environments I've ever given on trade promotion because we're piecing together all of the factors that combine to make a promotion successful or not. You know, I remember in a hot conference room in Hyderabad, India one day after spending the previous week doing just this, one data scientist told me he calculated the combination of data and scenarios exceeding 2 million. 2 million? Wow. I hope he didn't spend too much of our precious time calculating that figure, but he really didn't. It just shows you how smart these guys are, right? And so take advantage of that. Anyway, so what are we talking about with scenario? A simple scenario is the consumer shopper walking into the store to buy a specific product on their list. Not an impulse buy. That's a different scenario. Add in the various data factors. Will the shopper buy it or not if it's on promotion deal? Will it be for a specific recipe they intend to make tonight? Oh, and think of the data implications here. Where did they get the recipe? Would we have data telling us how or where they find the recipe? How many other components in that recipe would need to be purchased? How often is this recipe made? And so on and so on. See how the data mix plays? As I said, I can go on and on, but you get the picture, right? Look, the takeaway here is no scenario is too minimal to consider. Of course, there are appropriate hierarchical process steps you can take, and you can pick and choose from more common or well-known sets of scenarios to work from first, but to achieve the kind of fail-safe results for a predicted, prescribed outcome we eventually must get to, every scenario needs to be thought out, prioritized, and integrated into the algorithms that build the model. So what am I saying through all of this? I'm saying that this is rocket science. There is no bigger waste of money in all of consumer goods than a promotion that fails to generate more volume, more revenue, more share market, more profit, and achieve whatever else the planned objective is for it. You'll agree with me on that. Nielsen says as much as 72% of the promotions fail. So there it is. 
And this is what it takes to build a winning promotion optimization solution. The same is true for price optimization, product assortment optimization, retail execution optimization, and anything else that gives the omni-channel supplier a successful outcome. And that's my two cents. So thanks for coming along with me today. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your comments. Thanks so much for the great comments that I'm getting. Be sure to watch for the next Tradescope podcast available wherever you get your podcasts as well as handpromotion.com. So until next time, this is Rob Hand saying, be safe, be well, be strong. Oh, 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 o